everybody, welcome back to Can't Let Go, the podcast from North Northwestern, where we talk about the news and personal stories for the week that we can't get out of our heads. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro, and I'm here with two returning guests from the very first episode of Can't Let Go, Justin Curto and Paula de Verona. Hi. Hey. So, to get started, guys, um, what news stories could you not let go of this week? I guess I want to start. So, this story is called Bieber in the Burbs, What Happened When the Pop Star Showed Up in Montclair, New Jersey. I like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you have kept up with Justin Bieber at all, like, over the summer, some shit went down, basically. He canceled part of his tour, and... He was hanging out with this pastor from Hillsong Church or Hillsong United or something like that. It's a church based out of Montclair, New Jersey. And Have so... you seen that pastor? I'd hang out with him too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it was like my kind of journalism because it's just like these people like gossiping about like Justin Bieber, like these um, like middle-aged women in Montclair. I got to find some quotes in here that are amazing. We're not really starfuckers here, Evelyn, a 50-something Montclairian, said recently, requesting anonymity so she would feel free to gossip about her neighbors. Like, me too, honestly. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a college dorm. <laughs> yes. But just the beebs is there. Like, one of the parts I found interesting was talking about, like, maybe why he enjoys, like, going to the Hillsong Church is because he can watch the stage and he's not on the stage. And, like, on one hand, that's really interesting. Like, what's it do to you to be famous, like at a young age, and then, like, oh, to, God. like, look for a normal life after. Probably not very healthy. Well, yeah, I think we know that. But, like, aside from that, it's also chock full of just, like, neighborhood gossip and, like, all the shit that's going on, and I live for that. So we're going to move on from Justin Bieber to uh, North Korea with uh, my story. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of them is this great one from NPR called um, Planet Money, and they had an episode come out on October 13th called North Korea's Capitalists. For a very long time, it was basically illegal to do any sort of private business enterprises. But after the famine in the 1990s, a lot of people just kind of started doing that anyway as a way to kind of like scrape by and survive. The um, previous leader, Kim Jong-il, would crack down on it every few years. But when Kim Jong-un came into power, he kind of changed the whole policy and he started letting all these little North Korean capitalists who are called Donjo operate more openly and easily. He actually brought in like foreign business experts, capitalists from like Europe to come in and have business classes to teach these North Koreans, like, the skills of running a business in a capitalist economy and, like, growing your market and all that. It was really surreal because they interviewed these, like, few guys who had done that. But the big hook of the podcast is because the reason Kim Jong-un did this is because there was then more money flowing around North Korea in terms of taxes and bribes that he could use to dump into the nuclear program. So that's why over the past few years, when he came into power, they really accelerated the pace of their nuclear program and testing. And now they have, you know, the miniaturized warhead on an ICBM, which can hit the U.S. So then it was interesting because all these people who would come into North Korea, all these foreign business experts, with the stated goal of kind of like improving the North Korean economy, they had actually been helping the nuclear program develop all the, the whole time. Why does everything lead back to like nuclear stuff? I mean, I know for North Korea, it's like he wants the nuclear weapons around because he views them as vital to his power. I'm just kind of fascinated by North Korea as a concept. So my story this week is one that I stumbled upon on Facebook. Um, So it's actually a very old story. It's from February 24th. It's a modern love story from New York Times called When Your Greatest Romance is a Friendship. It it opened my eyes, truly. (laughs) Um... So it's basically about this guy, Austin, who's in his 40s, and he moves to this little, like, rural town in, um, 
in the South. I'm not sure where in the South. And he meets this 80-year-old woman named Austin. And they're, like, neighbors. And she asks him to, like, come over one day. And he, like, moved to this town so he wouldn't know anyone. So he could take time to dedicate to writing his book. But then over time, he literally becomes best friends with this older woman but like it's not in the sense where you know you watch those movies and it's kind of like this caretaker role that they take on it's actually like think any normal friendship like they would have they would stay up late like drinking having these like late night talks about like religion and like all these like very like normal i like friendship then she starts getting sick or whatever and like obviously it's pretty evident that she's gonna like pass away soon and then He gets to this part where, like, she showed him... It's just, like, this part in the story, and then I'm going to read the part where he goes, That night, I had an odd realization. Some of the greatest romances of my life have been friendships, and these friendships have been, in many ways, more mysterious than erotic love, more subtle, more selfish, more tuned to kindness. I feel like, as a society, we are all very... There's, like, a very big emphasis and obsession with, like, romantic love, but there is like so much more love in other types of relationships like familial friendships but also you came away from that story with a totally (laughs) different realization am i allowed to talk about this here no okay so paula comes to i think you come to dinner one night the other night about how like you had this like great realization and you read this story and the way you interpreted it was that i could like the way she interpreted it was that she could find romantic love in her friendships and just and just like have more hookups with guys and flings and stuff and i remember you being like i should hook up well, with more people like i don't see why i can't separate that and i'm like i don't think that's what you were supposed to get out of that story no, yeah, you're supposed it, to get like the love like, of friendships I, as a concept i i feel like in the moment i realized that you can find fulfillment for like that need for human connection through other ways that are not just this idealized one way. All right, so it's time for our personal stories, and I guess I'm going to start again. Um, I have a lot that's happened to me, so, like, this is hard to pick, but we're going to, I'm going to put someone on blast here. On Thursday, I had scheduled a phone interview with someone, <laughs> and this is not just anyone, this is Will Butler, the keyboardist for Arcade Fire, who went to Northwestern, um, and I was like, yeah, I'll do a story on him, because, like, Arcade Fire's coming back, and he's doing cool things. I'm like, why not? And, and like, you get to interview him. And I get to interview him, and I like music. And so, this was the sketchiest shit. I scheduled this phone interview through Facebook Messenger, right? Because there was no other way to get a hold of him. So, I Facebook messaged his Facebook page, and, like, three days later, I get a reply. Like, sure. How about October 12th at 1 p.m.? And I am like, amazing. You can call me. Here's my number. And then, a few weeks go by. It's October 12th at, like, 12.50 a.m. or p.m., I'm, like, walking into the library, finding a spot in core to do this interview. I sit down, and I wait, and I wait. I wait for, like, 15 minutes. No call. And now I sent him another Facebook message, because that's the only way we know how to communicate. And I've gotten no reply, and it's kind of shitty. And I was looking forward to the story. I don't know now. No boycott Arcade Fire. No, it's not going to be Boycott Arcade Fire. <laughs> Although, I'm not listening to the new album, because it's trash. But like, Oof, hot take. <laughs> it is. It is hot trash. Maybe I'll get to interview Will Butler. If so, 
I hope that when I send him this story, he doesn't like go snooping around on northbynorthwestern.com and find this podcast. But if you are end up listening ever, Will Butler, um, you should have called me the first time. <laughs> so continuing in the theme of putting people on blast, um, my personal story this week involves both Justin and Paola, because I am sad to say that both of my two good friends here have been sucked in by the aura of astrology. And they are now obsessed with their horoscopes. <laughs> May I butt in and say that I was never sucked in? I have been an adamant believer of and astrology all my life. And can I this point isn't out a recent? Can thing. I point out yes. that Jacob said astrology like Australia? But also, yeah, just, just coming out of the you know, to to defend myself, um, or not to defend myself to add more context. Paola like got me into astrology a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, like, I can blame Paola. But, like, it's real. No, it's not. <laughs> Justin and I like to read our hor- horoscopes now at dinner before the week starts. <laughs> and then reconvene towards the end of the week to see if um, the things came true or not. Okay, yeah. but So so here's a typical Sunday dinner now. We're going to be doing this in, in, like, you know, an hour or so. I'll be sitting there having a nice conversation. And then Paola, usually, sometimes Justin, will be like, oh, we got to check our horoscopes. And then she'll pull out her phone and read them for whoever's there, including me, even though I don't care. She'll read them from one outlet, and then I'll be like, okay, great, we're done. This has, like, been 15 minutes. We can move on to, like, other conversations. Then, and then Paola will be like, no, now we need to check the horoscopes no. from this other magazine. That's not how it works, because Paola reads um, Free People and Cosmo. Cosmo comes out on Mondays. Exactly. So it's, she reads Free People, and then I'm like, let's see if Madame Clairvoyant has posted hers. And then if not, maybe we'll talk about it on Monday, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, I, can't, I can't handle the, the 30 solid minutes of um, horoscope content. It's not that I'm getting. Long. But, like, it feels that long to me. You know, there's some shit happening with Jupiter for these next 13 months, and we are going to be on the come up. And it is Scorpio season. It's going to be, it's Scorpio about to be Scorpio season. season. Um, tell, tell, tell them I what for- they got to do. Scorpio season is approaching. Stay hydrated. Lock your doors. Wear hot underwear. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be living by from now on. So, so to move on from this, <laughs> no. speaking of Paola's personal life, Paola, what's your story for this week? Your what personal even is story. your story for this week? Um, so I've been thinking about it, and I realize all my stories are actually kind of just, like, sad, but I'm still sticking with that theme this week. <laughs> <laughs> the, bu- the theme of your bullshit? So on Tuesday, I sat down in Norris with Justin, Jacob, and Maggie. As in our one of our usual work spots. And I pulled up my laptop, and I was going to start transcribing um, my one-and-a-half-hour, two-hour-long um, interview, group interview that I had for my mag feature that I'm working on. And I go to my phone, which has been acting up lately, and I realized that I... Um, factory reset my phone and I had a backup but the backup was for the night before I had my interview so I lost my interview off my phone and I wanted to cry I maybe shed a few tears when I laid my head down on the table but then we all split some Ben and Jerry's and I felt better about it I just jump in I felt like very bad for you I was like Oh my god, like, that's something I hope never happens to me. Um, Knock on wood. 
So that's the end of our show this week. The next Can't Let Go will be out on Tuesday, as usual. You can find our show on NorthPlanetWestern.com and in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Just search Can't Let Go or North Northwestern, and then hit subscribe to get a notification whenever we release a new episode. Our theme song is Little Lily Swing by Tritechion under a Creative Commons Attribution License. I'm your host, Jacob Lazaro. I'm Justin Curdo. I'm Paola de Barona. And this is NBN Audio. You believe in horoscopes? Don't be like, I'm not knocking on wood. Thank you. You're welcome.